Hi, welcome to Rain It In. I'm Matt. And I'm Rachel. And today we have finally made it to our northernmost destination on this trip, which is Sapporo in Hokkaido. Mm -hmm. We took a joyful train. We hung out in a Rust Belt city. We took an airplane, which was kind of a mistake. And now we are here. Yeah, so we're going to walk you through that and uh, just kind of do some catch up. So it's been about three days, I guess, actually been three days. Yep. And uh, we started the last leg of our trip here in Japan in Akita City, mm -hmm. in Akita Prefecture. Akita's really nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like really, it seems really livable. Yeah, I think we talked about that last time a little bit too. And I, I think, you know, at that, at the, up to that point, it was definitely like the most livable city we've been. Mm -hmm. And now we're, uh, as Rachel said, we're up here in Sapporo, uh, Hokkaido, Japan, and uh, I, this is a pretty nice city too. It's yeah. actually like two million people. It is fourth largest city in Japan. Yeah, and although I think Wikipedia said it was the fifth, so wow. maybe it fluctuates a little bit. The uh, our driver yesterday said it was the fourth, fourth. which is what Rachel's uh, commenting on. Um, maybe feels a little like Denver or something. Yeah, a little I don't bit. Know. It's hard to yeah, say. It, no, the city doesn't. I'm thinking size-wise, <laughs> right? No, it doesn't doesn't seem like Denver at all. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking because Hokkaido kind of reminds me a little bit of of Colorado or something. Um, yeah, a lot of the... Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. So, so we'll, we'll jump back, right? We're yeah. back in Akita. Mm -hmm. We are indeed. We took our last joyful train. Uh, not the last train trip, but the last... This is that special sort of like limited runs that they have. I know it's a slightly longer run. Mm -hmm. um, this one all along the ocean mm -hmm. and then through some of the mountains. But I think yeah. the highlight is that it that it runs very close to the coast for several hours. Yeah, yeah. It was about a five-hour trip, mm -hmm. this one. And we could have done it in about three and a half or something like that if we would have taken the normal line. Um, but, you know, to, it, it goes a little bit further up north and it goes from Akita um, it just follows the coast. If you look at mm -hmm. a map, it basically goes up and then it connects into to uh, Aomori. Mm -hmm. Aomori is, is a up. port city on the um, north side of Honshu, mm -hmm. and uh, it definitely feels a little more depressed. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a. It feels a little bit more like a Rust Belt kind of city. Um, yeah. I would say Aomori is the first place where we had kind of a janky hotel. Uh, and well, we did decide, right, with the, one of the things we did, right, you booked us a lot of awesome places, mm -hmm. and we were, you know, for some experience and for some budget, we booked kind of on both ends of the spectrum, right? right. And we knew that one was uh, a little bit more of a hostel-type place, mm -hmm. but with a private room, private bath. Right. And, I mean, it's definitely, you know, we were trying to sort of balance our budget, real cons are very expensive places to stay. They're very fancy, they give you great food, but it's not cheap. So in order to kind of make that more affordable, we've also stayed in some places like the one in Aomori. But I will say, you know, as I was kind of scanning hotels in Aomori on booking.com, most of the hotels there had terrible reviews. And so I'm not really sure that there were a lot of better options. Ours at least had you know a very good breakfast. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it, slightly it was, fishy. Smelling. Right, the smell not the not the breakfast because no. a lot of breakfast is <laughs> oh, yeah. fishy. All the, the breakfasts room. are fishy. <laughs> yeah, we walked into the room and it was actually a big room though too. It was right? big. We had like two little chairs, a little table. We played some games, had mm -hmm. 
two twin beds again, which we've run into a, a few places here. Yeah, um, that's better okay. for travelers. I don't really like you that no. much anyway. And the um, but but yeah, it had everything we needed other than mm -hmm. the fish smell. Right. And the air conditioning was broken. Mm -hmm. That wasn't ideal. Well, but it was okay because it was a cool day, so we just opened the windows. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, El Mori definitely feels a little bit rougher around the edges. We started off by going, there's a museum that they have for uh, this big festival that they have every year, and that was really cool. We posted some pictures of that to Instagram. They make these yeah. giant light-up floats and um, parade them around uh, the town in August. Yeah. Uh, and it's a... It's been going on since the 20s. Yeah, it's kind of like a centuries-long tradition at this point. Yeah, 1920s. Yeah, 1920s. Yeah. And uh, well, it's not the 2020s yet. Good point. Um, and I'd close. actually, I'd actually, it's called a, what, uh, Nabuto, I think. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a lot of like representation of uh, Chinese myths, actually. Yeah. And uh, which it, I think holds a lot of sway here still more more than I maybe realized. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I'd seen a, a little a little snippet on the Nabuta, if it's Nabuta, Nabuto. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, um, on a, a plane, it was, there was like some little travel thing, and they were talking about Japanese places. So I like watched a little twenty-minute video, and it looked cool, but it was like, yeah, you know. But it was right next to the train station, and it yeah. was a cool building, like and it had distance. good reviews. So we we went in, and it was way cooler than I thought. It wasn't huge, but these floats are amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll post a few more pictures today just because, you know, they'll be buried somewhere in the Instagram feed. Um, yeah. And I haven't posted any of mine yet. But it really is, yeah, it's a, it's, I'm really happy we went in there. And that mm -hmm. was actually the main sort of, like, activity, activity we, we did. did yeah. Other than finally getting sushi, which was right. exciting. Yeah. Oh, oh, the one thing I do want to touch on, right, is mm -hmm. that, like, El Mori definitely felt a little rougher. Um it was the first place that, because every place we go, we don't, we end up talking to some people at least, mm -hmm. and they're, they're like, oh, why did you come here? And like when we ran into the people in Suroka that were like, why did you come here? It was like, it was still with pride. Like they were like, we, you know, we like this area, um, but we're just surprised you're here. Right. What are you white <laughs> people doing here? That's, we don't see. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't hostile. It was no, no, just no, no, like, yeah, yeah. It was huh. just, right. Yeah. That's more weird. surprised, I suppose. And, um, but in Alamar, we went into a little, like, whiskey bar, and the the bartender was, you know, very nice, And uh, but he he was a little more aggressive is the wrong word, but, like, not a normal Japanese self-deprecating. It was more like, why, why would you come here? This is not a very nice place. Right, yeah. It was um, definitely, like, what made you come here to this yeah. crappy town? Yeah, it was basically like, I wouldn't come here. Right, yeah. And um, it was sort of like, you know, if you were... A, a tourist in Toledo. Right. Sorry, Toledo. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, we lived in Toledo for a while, for those that don't know. Well, yeah. outside of Toledo. We yeah. lived in Bowling Green. So, so uh, But yeah, we did stop and get sushi, and the sushi was like one of the two best sushi I've ever had. Yeah, it was really, really good. And I mean, we knew we wanted to get sushi somewhere on the coast, obviously. Um, and it didn't quite work out in Tsuroka or in Akita, but... Uh, so we found a great place in Almori. They mm -hmm. were really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they didn't speak a lot of English. Uh, I chose it because I could look at the, I looked at pictures online and I could see that on 
the menu there was a couple of pictures so you could uh -huh. just point like I want this like sort of set of uh -huh. items so we both ordered just like the sushi set like I ordered the sort of medium size one and Matt ordered the slightly larger uh -huh. uh, size one yeah and you, you had a couple rolls on yours right and yeah. I had all just nigiri uh, which is just the piece of fish on rice on rice yeah um, so, but we sat at the sushi counter, so we got to see the sushi chefs making things. And it wasn't even like they did this because it was special. That's just where the two seats were that were in the place. Right. Uh, but we, I'm super glad we did. Uh, yeah. Because we got to like sit behind the counter and. And what I didn't what realize doing. is that, um, and Matt had maybe known this already, but uh, the sushi chef just puts the sushi on the counter in front of you. So it doesn't come out on a plate. It just. Uh, yeah, I think I'd seen that somewhere before. I wasn't expecting it mm -hmm. right I, I suppose and when i saw it i was like oh right um but it was funny too because the, the people next to us just got a bunch of sashimi which mm -hmm. is like no rice and it was basically just like the chef just kept putting piles of fish on the counter yeah exactly <laughs> yep. uh, uh so that was pretty funny um but they it was were, they were pretty pretty heavy on the wasabi there yeah especially in one of the rolls in the tuna roll it was like holy god mm -hmm. uh i'm and i'm not a huge wasabi person i mean i'll eat it when the sushi chef puts it in there because they think it should be in there i mm -hmm. will never add any additional on my own yeah basically right and you like spicy food it's just a, like wasabi's a little it's a horseradish mustard yeah it's got that right? kind of so, mustard, mustardy thing i'm not yeah. a big mustard person so uh, but you know i do think because he i think he thought i was getting the one of the rolls because he put those in front of me mm -hmm. and I don't know if this is my imagination or not, but I've gotten the impression that a few places, um, they've tailored some of the stuff slightly to a male or female oh, yeah. expected palate. So I think because I was getting the rolls, maybe I got more of that, but maybe not there. But I know uh, last night, and, and we'll talk about this more. We had an awesome night last night we did. in Sapporo. And yesterday, we're going to talk about some of the stuff after a break here in a little bit. We're um, also going to do a whole episode, a whole separate episode, though, on food and drink in Sapporo. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that more. We won't really be talking about that at all today. We're just talking about our Aomori sushi, but don't yeah. worry. Uh, we'll tell you about the Sapporo food. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go on in life because so far, Sapporo has been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, yeah, we, we went out last night and we asked for two recommendations for sake and we're doing actually better and better of using very little English. Um, I yeah. mean, we're using plenty of English, but our Japanese is getting, I mean, our, yeah. my ability to listen is, you know, finally getting better. Of mm -hmm. course, now that we only have a week left, mine's uh, still terrible. <laughs> um, but, um, and both of our, we've, you know, sort of settled on the phrases that we need. Mm -hmm. Um, some of them at least. And yeah. what, you know, what works and what's easily sort of communicated. So mm -hmm. that's been kind of nice. Yeah. And we're getting the numbers and enough of the counters and stuff mm -hmm. like that, that people are forgiving. And I think because we're leading with that, mm -hmm. um, they'll talk to us or not talk to us. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, of course, then you run into the problem sometimes is, you know, when you come into a place and say something in Japanese, then they just talk to you in Japanese and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know what you said. Uh, but then you can usually kind of get things sorted out people yeah, are right. very people have been very nice and um well in both in Amori and in in Sapporo mm -hmm. uh super friendly fun to talk to in sometimes our limited yeah. capabilities so the sushi though we're all over the place this morning the yeah. uh the, the sushi at uh in Amori though was was really good I do the want to highlight a couple things is that mm -hmm. in the states you know they often throw in a shrimp nigiri in your leg yeah 
you know, they kind of put this in because it's less expensive and mm -hmm. it fills the thing. And the shrimp came and I kind of thought the same thing, but it looked a little different. It was much more translucent. It was like mm -hmm. barely cooked, if cooked at all. And, I think it was. Um, but my God, it was good. It was good. It and was, <laughs> yeah. I had shrimp at the um, uh, conveyor belt sushi. You didn't, uh -huh. uh, I don't think, but it was. You know, like miles yeah. above the, right. the conveyor belt sushi. And we've had a couple things that have cooked shrimp into them. And they're almost, they're they're different. They they kind of feel a little more like crayfish or something. Yeah. The shrimp, they're like little prawns. Yeah. Um, but they're usually cooked to hell. And they're like chewy and like fibrous. And this thing was just like soft and sweet and very nice. It was really interesting. And we also had um, uni, which is sea urchin, mm -hmm. sea urchin roe specifically, that Rachel's not normally a big fan no, of. No, I mean, I've tried it, this was maybe my third time trying it, uh, and I I still didn't love it, but but this was the first time where I was like, you know, like, I can see why people like this. Every other time I've tried it, I've been like, I don't know why anyone would eat this yeah. garbage. It's sticky and abysmal and fishy and weird yeah um it's like really loose snot <laughs> That's, it's gross i mean the sounding but i mean it is i, I understand why people it's hate it mucusy yes yeah. uh, um and anyway. scallop elmore is known for their scallops yeah. scallops we were delicious getting some additional scallops uh okate no something like that we, oh, we had yeah. to look it up um but uh, but yeah that was that was a fun night it was good and so I think I, I enjoyed our stay in Aomori, okay, but I, sure. if we come back through, I might just use that as the transfer point to come north. Yeah, um, I mean, I might spend the second day in Akita because yeah. I feel like there was a lot more in Akita that I wanted to look at mm -hmm. uh, that I didn't get a chance to. I mean, Yeah, a lot of museums in Akita, too. Mm -hmm. The park was amazing, and I was really happy we did that, but especially because the weather was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I would I would like to explore Akita a little bit more. Yeah, and we were there. We were in Akita on a Sunday night too, so it was pretty sleepy. But you could tell the city had vibrancy. There was a lot of places that were looked closed because of Sunday, not closed because they were closed. Right. And yeah, the streets were big, and there was like the what six way crosswalks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it seemed so like a bustling place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so pretty fun. But uh, but yeah, we uh, we did make the choice or the decision to fly from Aomori to Sapporo because um, the Shinkansen doesn't quite go all the way up there. There is like a pretty fast train that goes half. Well, the Shinkansen goes up halfway ish, um, but it was going to be a pretty to long. Where? I mean, you got uh, you got to explain what city you're talking about. To, from between Aomori and Sapporo, mm -hmm. you kind of go through the cir circuitous route that goes uh, like under the the sea there, or the you know between the two islands, and then comes up and goes a little bit to the uh, east to Hakodate, and then you'd mm -hmm. have to transfer trains, get on the slightly slower train Hakodate to Sapporo. So we were going to be looking at like five and a half hours of train travel, six, six I think. hours. Yeah, yeah. It, was, so it was a pretty long train ride. We decided to fly. Um, between the two, and I... It was a mistake. Yeah. I mean, well, we just... I, I let us get there way too early. Right. The Elmore Airport is tiny, so we really only needed to be there, like, a, a bit early. Yeah. So we had, like, two hours of just sitting. And for some reason, sitting in an airport is so much more frustrating than sitting on a train. Like, sitting on a train, you're at least, like... Well, you're physically moving. You know you're right. getting towards yeah, your Yeah, you location. know you're, like, headed yeah. towards your destination. Sitting in an airport is just... You know, I mean, there's it's just boring, especially when you're in a itty bitty tiny airport where there's, you know, like 
50 chairs yeah and a like soft serve ice cream place that's it right yeah the soft serve was pretty good it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got that right at the very last minute yeah like five minutes before we boarded yeah. the plane uh, so, also i thought it was interesting the flight was delayed for five minutes due to weather at the uh the sapporo airport um it's not called sapporo airport but chitose new yeah. chitose airport um but they apologized like multiple times about it being yeah. five minutes late for weather which i thought was interesting mm-hmm. uh and we did dang we took off just at 2.15. Yeah. It's we like, got on that plane and took off within minutes. Yeah. It yeah. was the fastest boarding I've ever experienced. All right. But so, then, yeah, we're going to wrap up there. Yeah. I mean, that's, for this section. that's basically, you know, sort of what stood out about El Mori. It's just, it's a little bit of a depressed town. People were super friendly. Sushi was delicious. Right. Somehow we still talked for 16 minutes about like that day. Right. <laughs> right? We have a lot more to cover. <laughs> I so. know. We better chop chop. Yep. <laughs> One of the main things that we wanted to do when we came to Hokkaido was spend a little bit of time sort of doing nature kind of things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we're the world's most outdoorsy people, but I do really like mountains. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up near the mountains, and so I wanted to check out some of the stuff that's outside of the cities. So what we did was we found a tour um, through Hokkaido Nature Tours, and we booked that. It was a private tour with just the two of us and a guide, and we headed into the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should also add, I think we said this probably multiple times too, but Hokkaido was one of the impetuses for us coming to Japan. Is right. that uh, what you, you've told, you've gotten good at telling this to people, is that 17 years ago or so you read. Yeah, Yasunari Kawabata, uh, several of his books, but um, Snow Country is one of them. And it's all about Hokkaido, and so I was kind of fascinated with it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when people's was, faces light up when you yeah, mention you when read I it. Say that, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was doing my master's degree, I really considered doing it on Japanese literature, but there wasn't necessarily anyone that I could work with at my university. So of course, I went with CSI, crime scene investigation, instead. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're so similar. Uh, anyway. Um, so I wanted to come to Hokkaido for a long time. I would still love to come here in the winter and mm. see all of the snow and ice and ice sculptures. That would be really cool. Yeah, but after this trip that we took, because we took it, you basically go from Sapporo. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I cut you off there. No, that's fine. Okay, so they picked us up at our Airbnb, and mm-hmm. it's a three-hour drive to um, the Daisetsuzan National Park. Mm-hmm. Which um, is the biggest national park in Japan. Japan. Yeah, and... Um, and, and it's kind of, an, you know, you start in the city city, yeah. and then you go into some suburbs, and you go into, like, some country towns, and it's a lot of, uh, f- you know, pretty flat mm-hmm. through most of this, because I, I was actually reading this on the on the way back. I was reading about the history of Hokkaido. Oh, okay. Like, why, why, why is Sapporo the capital? I was taking a nap. Um, and, because I was, I was curious, like, because Hakodate was the, the first, like, port that opened up to the west. Oh, right. And... And that's why, like, Hokkaido in general is much more Western than Mm -hmm. uh, the rest of Japan. And it's also very new because it wasn't until the late 1800s that it actually started really actively getting populated. And and they started decimating the native native, uh, Ainu population. So... um, and but uh, but that's when they started setting it up so it was it, it's it's a much newer place mm-hmm. as well so they actually have a grid system in the city um but you go through pl- a, a fair amount of planes oh and so anyways they moved it to Sapporo because it was more defensible 
Um, They wanted to have the local capital be more defensible. Uh, And this is a big, um, I think maybe it used to be a lake, like a dried up, because it's called, what is it, Ezu or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like whatever the native name, actually Sapporo, the the town is from. uh, uh, um, I knew word. Yeah. That means like, a dry large river or something like that so i think this was a like a big plain that was all uh flat which you don't get this much of in hokkaido and that was another reason why this made good sense so we drive through the plains there's like rice paddies and little towns and cute Mm -hmm. and then slowly the mountains start appearing on the edge of the horizon uh, all around you yeah they are all around you so unlike you know the rockies or something in colorado where they i mean you know, it's the difference between volcanic mountains and uh, and fault line mountains, right? These mm-hmm. weren't created all along the line, so we have them all around. Yeah, right. And so then we went, yeah, so, you know, city to plains to uh, kind of foothills. The mm-hmm. more that would feel are more like Appalachian Mountains mm-hmm. and, and then into, like, dramatic peaks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, it was really amazing. Uh, and... We were fortunate with amazingly good weather, so we took a ropeway, which is just like a cable car. What do you want to call it? Cable? Yeah, cable car. Cable car um, that just took us up um, partway up uh, Black Mountain, right? Yeah, Kurodake. Kurodake. Uh, So we took the ropeway up there and got a chance to sort of um, get a really good 360 degree view oh yeah so you could see the mountains all around us you could see all the way um to a mountain that was near our guide's hometown which was about um he said like 200 kilometers away mm-hmm. yeah and uh, our guide was awesome he Ichi was. was so friendly mm-hmm. i honestly felt like we were just hanging out with a pal mm-hmm. all day and going on walks yeah um yeah he was and he's very you know he loves hokkaido um and is super proud of Mm-hmm. Oh. His home area that's in yeah. the east uh, Hokkaido, as he was kind of making jokes about it mm-hmm. by the end. He was like, and of course, this thing that I just said is great is, is from near my hometown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so it was fun. But yeah, so we, we had like perfectly clear skies. You could see mountains for, you know, literally hundreds of miles uh, all around us. And so that was great. Initially, the tour also included a chance to do a hike at that spot. Mm-hmm. And hike up more to the actually, if you wanted to go all the way to the summit of Kurodake, but there was still too much snow. The trail was was snowed closed. in, yeah. so there wasn't. And the chairlift that would have taken us a little bit further up was also closed. Uh, we're kind of here in the off season. Right yeah, now. we're definitely so this here is kind in of wet season. season. Uh, I think in another couple months you get a lot of wildflowers mm-hmm. that would be gorgeous. Uh, in the fall, all the pictures of the fall colors were amazing. And then in the winter, they're skiing. But yeah. Yeah, I, got, right. I got the impression it's just May that they're, these things are closed because yeah. you said the trail would open in on June 1st. Right. So, you know, I mean... Uh, but the views it, were great. We have pictures on Instagram, and they do not do it justice. No, they don't. By any means. Uh, and Rachel did amazing on the cable car. Oh, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't usually... I don't like heights. Um, and keep in mind, I am the one that chose and booked this tour. So yeah. I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it's like a, it was like a big gondola. Yeah, because um, you That's could get way. you could get a good thirty people in that car. Maybe you'd yeah. be standing and not super comfortable, but you, it, it had like benches around the outside that would probably sit fifteen to twenty, mm-hmm. a little cramped. Um, so I mean, it was pretty big, but it goes up at a very significant 
uh, climb, yeah, um, slope, whatever the hell it is. And so you're basically like just dangling as this thing like drags you up the side of the mountain. (laughs) There's like this crazy slack because it's just this like parabolic curve or whatever of of the 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 curved uh, cable. Uh, But yeah, Rachel did awesome. The views were amazing on on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish they showed it better in the pictures. Yeah, um, those pictures didn't come come out great. Mm -hmm. So, but that was only part one of the day. It was. So since that hike was closed, the guide suggested another walk um, that he knew about uh, down in the gorge. So um, Kurodake is kind of on the edge of the gorge. uh, And then we went a little bit further into it where there are some waterfalls. And of course, spring is actually the best time for waterfalls because all the snow melt is happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it Sonkyu Gorge or something like that? Yeah. um, Sonkyo. Because it sounded a little bit like Tokyo. Um, So, uh, yes. So we parked. We looked at some waterfalls. Again, there's pictures of those on the Instagram. And then um, he was like, okay, we're going to go on this walk. It's abandoned road. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he did say it. He was like, if if you're okay. Right. If if you're okay okay with this, he kept saying. Right. We um, climbed over two barricades uh, that... You know, we're blocking this road. It used to be like a sort of scenic drive. It was the main highway. And that's what he said. That was the main connecting highway oh, was up, it? up north. Yeah. Um, there were some landslides, and mm-hmm. someone died, and so they closed, just closed the road entirely. And d- dug a big tunnel. Right. Instead. Yeah. Um, so, so it's all overgrown. Um, this uh, former highway. There's still a couple of not quite tunnels, but like protected areas mm-hmm. that were supposed to keep people protected from landslides. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's right after one of them, which is where it, where it happened. Yeah. yeah, and this was like in the mid '80s, I think you said '87 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. So it hasn't been that long. Uh, but nature was definitely taking everything back, uh, especially yeah. as we got further further in uh, and went over the second. I did find that fascinating because we started, and there was some weeds and stuff, but the road was still a road, mm-hmm. and there was like a kind of a like a, a walking path. Not really a sidewalk, but but like another area next to the road. That yeah, was it could be a bike path. Bike maybe. path, yeah. And and you know there was some puddles and mud and stuff, but it was like it seemed like it could have been just a road, yeah. right? And then as we kept going further, more and more weeds coming around, um, more signs of of decay. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, by about halfway maybe a little further than halfway, really started getting, like there were big cracks in the road, mm-hmm. trees growing up through the road. Um, yeah, it was really it was really interesting to see that sort of nature reclamation over uh-huh. asphalt. And then we walked until basically the landslide had overtaken. Yeah, until we couldn't go any further. So yeah. it was about an hour-ish long walk, one direction. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. Uh, it was an easy walk. I mean, it, there was nothing, you know... Um, not particularly steep or anything and lots of really gorgeous um, views of the gorge which was sort of created obviously by the river as all gorges are Um, but the rock formations are relatively unique because of the way that it eroded the volcanic um, rocks Mm -hmm. Uh, oh yeah yeah they're like um, hexagons long long hexagon strips and there are I think some pictures of that on the Mm -hmm. Instagram too so Anyway, um, and some cool waterfall. Basically, we walked to a waterfall. Mm-hmm. That was the end. That was very nice. Uh, it did remind me of 
um, annihilation a little bit because as you go, you know, the nature was overtaking. I mean, at the end, we were basically like walking through shrubs. Yeah. Um, that were the road. And I that thing's probably not going to last so that stretch of road before a chunk of it is going to go into the river in mm-hmm. probably like the next 10 years or something yeah. like that. The um, But there's also bears. Yeah. So we had a, a whistle. And a and bear bell. And bear bell. Um, They're big bears too. Um, mm. Not not little black bears, but like grizzly adjacent. I don't think they're actually grizzlies. Yeah, but, he said uh, those are really uncommon, that you you can see black bears more commonly, okay. I think is what he said. That if we see one, it would probably be a black bear. And, um, you know, they don't want to come near us either. We did know. not see. We saw four deer yep. and a lot of tadpoles. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a little spooky because you're in this abandoned thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I felt a little bit like uh, Natalie Portman, except I didn't have a big machine gun. Right. And, um, um, which the book is better, by the way. Book is very good. Okay, so um, anyway, uh, if you come to Hokkaido, I yeah. highly recommend getting out of the city yeah. and going and exploring some of the countryside. Like, I would love to spend more time doing it. I would love to just have an entire trip to Hokkaido, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, and spend a couple of weeks here. Oh, um, man, the pictures of the foliage mm-hmm. on the the uh, Kurodake um was, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, honestly, like, the nice thing about it, at least from the images of the mountains, is you could really come in any season. We're probably here at the worst time. Oh, but God, it was beautiful. It but was so nice. But it was so still nice. amazing. Yeah. So, it, uh, yeah, he was amazed at how good it was, too. He was like, I was I was worried it was going to be not as good, but I just, we just couldn't ask for better weather. Yeah, I mean, the weather was gorgeous. I mean, and there, there are some flowers out. We're just after cherry blossom season, um, although there were a couple trees that mm-hmm. we got a chance to see. Uh, so flowers are starting to come out. Um, you're starting to get foliage on, foliage on the trees, but I think you could really come to Hokkaido in the summer um, and see some great wildflowers. You could come mm-hmm. in the fall, which is beautiful. You yeah. could come in the winter um, if you want to be like overwhelmed by snow. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, I think May, I'm glad that we, we came at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got, so far have had, we've been, this is our, that was our first full day here in Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. Um, we're halfway through our, our second full day. We haven't actually left the apartment yet. Nope. We did some laundry. So much laundry. Made some food. Uh, we we kind of tied one on a little bit last night. We'll tell you so, more about that next um, time. Yeah, but so, but one of the things we ended the, the tour though is there's a bunch of hot springs. So we did some more onsen mm-hmm. while we were there. Again, very nice. My, I was lucky. Um, so a lot, of, not maybe not a lot. I don't know. Some of the onsen um, do this thing where they switch male and female sides, mm-hmm. so you can, you know, if you go like twice in a day, you can see different things because uh, the male locker room will not be the female locker room, and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, or if you're there multiple days. Or right. if you're there multiple yeah. days, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to get the outside baths this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this, you know, gorgeous view of. The gorge and i had a very hot pool it was 42 point something degrees oh really i don't see any numbers on ours they were probably um there. a lady came through and um, measured the temperatures and showed me the thermometer oh That's cool 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 <laughs> yeah she she came into ours too oh, and okay. i was like oh all right yeah <laughs> um so anyway that was that was a beautiful way to end the day with this um you know, on sun, uh, yeah. over I, the looking out over the gorge. The one that the men had at that time when we were there, the sun was blasting in the side, and it was just all wall, ce- ceiling to floor glass. Um, glass. So the 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 room itself was 
kind of unbearably hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very bright because you couldn't, nothing was blocking it. So it was just really bright. But it was, it was still really nice to hang out in there. Uh, I got a, to try a fun uh, carbonated uh, oh, bath, yeah. which right. was like, not like soda. I had baths but it was with very... lemons in them. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't had fruit, but fruit in a bath is a thing that happens, too. Okay. We had two baths with lemons in them. Nice. Yeah. No, I haven't had a fruit bath yet, Um, but the little (laughs) bubbles was was, was pretty fun. All right. Well, we're going to... Yeah. um, Anyway, I hope that, you know, gives a sense of our enthusiasm about Hokkaido. And And man, the people here have been so so friendly. Yeah. It certainly, it doesn't, it doesn't disappoint. And if you come to Japan, I would say prioritize getting up here yeah definitely um you don't have to do obviously the route that we took we took a very slow you know sort of meander along the coast yeah you could pop up in like two hours on a plane yeah exactly you can take a really short flight from tokyo and actually just like uh with the um jr pass um tourists get discounted flights oh right um, internal discounted flights so i we paid um, just over $100 for both of us to fly from Aomori to um, Sapporo, but it would have been considerably more. I had to you know, show my U.S. passport, and I had to prove also that I had a, um, a plane ticket leaving mm-hmm. Japan, that I was actually a tourist. So, yeah. um, so taking flights, uh, if you're not going to do a JR pass, is... Um, is more affordable as a tourist. Yeah. Well, in general, I think, too, because on some of the YouTubes I watched, there's a lot of, like, day trips you can take from Tokyo that have, like, special tourist bundles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you're coming here, definitely look for where you're going, see what, do some research on what those bundles might be, because some of the ones that I saw for, like, Tokyo day trips were you'd go to this one specific station, you'd buy the, like, whatever that little town's pass is, you'd get, you know, for, like, not a lot of money, way cheaper than it would be. You'd get, uh, you know, your your train fare both directions and usually like a set of coupons. So you can just like go to places and be like, I want a coffee at this place or I oh. want to get, you oh, know, nice. uh, you know, $23 at the gift shop um, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, um, so th- those are c- kind of cool deals. I think Japan is really focused on tourism. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and there are a lot of tourists here. And it's interesting because there are tourists from everywhere, Oh, yeah. In the world. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely I, hearing a lot more languages in mm-hmm. Hoka, in uh, Sapporo again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, no, not like Amore, where people are like, why are you here? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so next episode, we're going to tell you all about uh, food and drink experiences in Sapporo, and we're going to go have some more of those food and drink experiences like right now, pretty much. Yeah, let's do it. You can check us out at anchor.fm slash reinitin. That's spelled R-E-I-N-I-T-I-N. All one word, no spaces. And you can leave us a message there. You can also follow us at Instagram at reinitin underscore podcast or email us at reinitin at ssdpress.org. Also spelled R-E-I-N-I-T-I-N at s-s-d-p-r-e-s-s dot org. Thanks again to all of our friends and family for all the support and for putting up with us. Have a great day.